you can tell it, here's when I expect social security to happen. Here's when my income is going to go down or when it's going to go up, or I have this major expense coming up. And it can do a projected simulation, essentially, of what life is going to be like, you know, in retirement. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Development Best Practices Podcast, brought to you by ILM Professional Services. I'm your podcast host, Jason Erdahl, and on today's episode, I am pleased to welcome back Kamran Ayub, Pluralsight author, speaker, and consultant. Kamran and I continue our talk around best practices in personal finance with part four of our series, Personal Finance, Tools, Security, and Your Retirement Savings. If you haven't listened to our first three episodes on budgeting, attacking your debt, and socially responsible investing, I would recommend you do so before listening to this one. To set the stage, in those last three episodes, we were talking about fictional developers Chris and Robin. In this episode, we talk about the tools they can use to manage their budget and retirement planning. So now we're, we're we finally, yay, we're developers. Now we're finally going to talk about the tools. This is great. Now, <laughs> just because of the way that we break up the podcast into chunks, um, you all will have seen these in show notes from earlier episodes, right? I'm not going to hide this from you, right? So you got some of these links already. Um, now we're going to talk about why they're important and why tools are great, because let's go back to, let's follow the scenario. Chris and Robin, they're, they're all in on budgeting and saving, um, but it seems like a lot of work tracking all their expenses and income. Um, Talk to us about tools. It's finally time for us to get some fun tools. Yay! <laughs> uh, so fire away. Yeah, so there, I think there's three, I'm going to say four, that are probably the most interesting to talk about. So I've been using Mint, which is from Intuit, TurboTax creators. I've been using Mint for 11 years now, connected to all my bank accounts. Um, and I really like Mint in terms of the ability to just look it up on my phone. It syncs in the background. It gives me my monthly cash in, cash out. I can do categorization. Um, And it also has been tracking my net worth for 11 years. So I can see that entire history, um, which is excellent. Um, But it's not really geared towards understanding what you're investing in. And so there is another tool that's pretty popular called Personal Capital. It's free. Um, it does the same thing as Mint where it connects to your accounts. It's a little less stable, I would say. Um, but what's cool about it is that you could actually dive into each of your investments and you can see where they're allocated. Um, it'll calculate the fees for you as best as it can if it, if it, um, if it can find what the fee ratios are. So you can actually see how much you're paying in fees. Um, and then you can see what your asset allocation is. Are you, you know, large cap, small cap? all these different asset allocation types. Um, And then there's the more uh, do-it-yourself methods. Um, I know plenty of people who enjoy their Google spreadsheets. And and, uh, I actually do use an Excel bundle to do all my tax planning at the beginning of the year. Um, And and like, you know, once a quarter or, or, you know, half a year or whatever um, to estimate what my cash flow is going to be and to estimate what my taxes are going to be. Um, and uh, what you can do is uh, there is a service called Tiller HQ. Um, and it's a software as a service 
And what they do is like headless mint. So they they connect to your bank accounts. They take care of all that infrastructure. Cool. But then you just plug it into your Google Sheet or your Office 365 Excel. And it it can dump all your transactions in there automatically. So you get the benefit of the automatic syncing, but then you can control everything inside of your own spreadsheet. Right. Um, so you don't have to you know store all those transactions off-site or things like that. That's a paid service. Yep. Um, the other paid service is called uh, You Need a Budget, YNAB. So YNAB is for people that uh, don't really like budgeting and um, and don't want to be thinking too much about budgeting. And it uh, uses like an envelope method where you assign every single dollar coming in to a purpose. Um, so uh, you are essentially um, dividing everything that is coming into you cash-wise and you're assigning it to a specific um, either like a budget or expense or savings goal or something like that. So you give every dollar a purpose. Um, and so that can be really nice if you're just sort of getting, you know, you're sort of new to budgeting um, or you want a guided, sort of like a guided hand um, to help you. Um, so if you're familiar with like Dave Ramsey, it's kind of like his method of uh, envelopes. He actually tells you to use physical envelopes, but YNAB is like reverse budgeting. It's digital envelopes, that kind of thing. Um, so that's another good tool that I've heard very good things about. I don't use it myself, but I've heard very good things about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I like it. I, um, I, uh, also would emphasize, and we're going to talk about 401ks, I promise. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned Vanguard. Um, other companies like Fidelity also have that. And then as you're starting to look at what your retirement might look like, um, it basically shows you how when you make choices uh, about expenses and investments, it changes what your retirement looks like, right? So yes. you're working for future <clears throat> you. And little tiny tweaks make massive differences. Yeah, that's what we said at the beginning. Oh, yeah. That's what we yeah. said at the so beginning. It's huge. Yep. It's huge. And these <laughs> tools really help you see that. So it kind of ties everything together where it really it really allows you to see these small marginal changes um uh making making some big changes on the overall goals. Um, so one of the be surprised how soon you can retire um if you play your cards right. Yes. Uh, it's kind of fun with these tools, the scenarios that you can put in. Yep. So there's a couple things there that I think are are important. So with personal capital, I didn't mention this, but it has a like simulation portion where yeah. you can tell it um, here's when uh, here's when I expect Social Security to happen. Here's when my income is going to go down, or when it's going to go up, or I have this major expense coming up, and it can do a projected um, like simulation essentially of what life is going to be like you know, in retirement, or you can answer questions like, when can I retire early? Or can I retire early tomorrow? Because <laughs> I can, I so I can't guarantee this, but there's, could be someone in the audience who, once they go through this exercise of examining their budget and calculating their, you know, financial independence number, which I haven't even talked about, um, their savings rate. If you use a tool like personal capital, it'll do that for you. Um, you might find that you are closer to an early retirement than you thought you were. 
Um, and it's not uncommon for people to take a look at their finances more deeply and realize that they could cut a few things and uh, they could uh, retire early, you know, sooner than they thought. Yeah. Yeah. I like the term critical mass. When you've achieved critical mass, you can live off your interest and the eating away a little bit on your principal until you decide you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's always fun. I, I put my, I'm going to live to be 120 and it's not really a promise. It's a threat. Um, <laughs> it is a, it is, ooh, how do I continue to live well? Um, because I have been blessed with um, parent, a, a parent who's lived far longer than she thought she was going to do. But she was okay because she planned for it. Um, otherwise, it would have been kind of shocking. Um, so, but um, she was very, very savvy about that. Let's go back to the tools for a second. And then, you know, we're going to talk about financial independence in 401k. Um, the tools, you're talking about these tools having access to your bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I'm, I'm the guy monitoring Google going, who has access to my stuff, right? I'm super paranoid about who has access to my stuff. Are you worried as a developer? Are you worried about the security? How do you know Mint isn't just going to steal money from your bank account? (laughs) Isn't this freaky? Do you pay your taxes through TurboTax? Um, Do you pay Amazon uh, through your credit card? You know, enter whatever online shopping or way that you pay online and you could ask the same question, right? So um, I, so it's important to mention that like Mint and these tools are all read-only. Um, so uh, the worst someone could do is, for some reason, uh, is to like read your transaction history. Um, but like I said, I've been using it for 11 years. I've never had a problem with it. Um, and these tools, especially Mint, they're so integrated into their backends where they have direct connections to these banks, which is why they're you know, sometimes unstable because banks' software is not great, probably written in COBOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but that, oh, that's, that's why. That's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't know how to crack a COBOL. Um, so uh, application, I mean, who, who yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the, these services integrate directly with the banks um, to get your transaction history. They don't uh, control any deposits or anything like that. Um, and, of course, all the credentials and stuff like that is all encrypted end-to-end. Um, but, uh, but like I said, if, if you are someone that is very concerned about this, uh, I'm not. But if you are, you've got your pen and paper. You've got your Excel spreadsheet, you can take half an hour each month and you can run through your transaction history. You can export it from your bank as CSV. You can copy the fields over. You can do all that if you really want to. I just am lazy and I love automation and I'm willing to to trust um, that they're going to connect to my bank accounts in a sane way. <laughs> There is one other way you can do it, and it kind of follows the Dave Ramsey enveloping method. Um, If you work at an organization that does automatic deposit, um, you can certainly bifurcate that deposit into a lot of different envelopes or buckets, so accounts that do different things, right? And you only need to give access to these tools to one of the accounts, right? Um, The other ones, you can manually, if you wish, 
uh, move the money over as you need it. Like ta property taxes are a classic example of something that you can shunt off into an entirely different account. Um, um, and then when it's time to pay the property taxes, you just move them over to the main account. And you just pay the taxes. So you only risk for that shorter period of time. Great stuff from Comron once again. This was part four of our personal finance series. Originally, we had planned for this to be a four-part series, but as often happens, the best stuff ended up being unplanned. In this case, 401ks, financial independence, and FU money. Make sure to check back in a few weeks for this bonus episode. The Development Best Practices podcast is brought to you by ILM Professional Services. ILM cares about the developers in our community and their financial health. It's one of the reasons we've put together this podcast series. If you're interested in joining a company that cares about your whole self, not just the part you give during working hours, please consider joining ILM. Please visit our website at ilmservice.com and check out our careers page for more information. This episode is the start to our second season. Are there any topics from season one that you'd like us to revisit? Any new topics you would like us to cover? Please email us at podcast at ilmservice.com with your thoughts. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.